Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Not like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then, let's play. But that's cheating us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. News Money Sports. It's Overreaction Monday. I am the host. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. Lots to overreact about from the weekend. Texas Tech Baseball. If you want to overreact about the two wins or the loss on Sunday, pitching depth overreactions, I'm sure, will be abound today. You can also overreact about the Texas Rangers gaining a game in the AL West by winning a series against the Houston Astros, and that is gaining in the positive direction, putting space in between you and the Houston Astros. And as I said earlier In the week last week, you really do have a position here. Uh, I said if you can win a series against the Astros to put some serious wins in the rest of this month, you have another series against the Royals. Just, you're looking good. And I don't want to get ahead of myself with the Texas Rangers, but it's really hard to. Uh, Another overreaction, just disgusting City Connect jerseys. Now, you can read into them and, and look into what they mean and, and look at the spurs on the state of Texas or that Panther Eagle thing, uh, the TX with the spur coming off, and you can tell me, well, this is what they mean in the city of Dallas and yada, yada, yada. They look bad. They look bad. Overreaction Monday. Ban City Connect uniforms in the Major League Baseball. Ban them. Don't need them. Don't like them. It's bad enough they do the nickname jersey, and then you have the all-star jersey, and now you're doing this stupid City Connect stuff. No. Don't like it. Don't need it. They're bad. They're really bad. If you haven't seen them, you need to, you need to go find them. They are, they are. So here's the first text. This is uh, unprompted. Let me get back to it. I saw it f- pop up on the phone here. Trying to do three things at once and talk. It's really hard. 
Overreaction Monday, the Ranger City Connect uniforms are awful. Absolutely awful. Yes, I agree. They are so bad. They are so bad, man. I, I just... Brutal. I, I can't even express how bad they are. Now... Would I maybe rock that Old English TX with a spur on a hat? Coming from the hat guy, who will buy any hat and wear any hat, and I have some pretty garish hats, that TX logo looks like a gas station hat in the worst way. You buy that at some gas station in Lufkin, Texas. And if it's in the gas station, it probably has like glitter on it or something. That that hat they got it from Nacogdoches, from Waxahachie, some podunk gas station in the middle of nowhere. You're just driving through Texas and you want to say you've been there, you're from out of town. Oh, Texans love Texas. We'll just get a hat with a TX on it. It looks like a softball uniform. No offense to softball uniforms. Softball uniforms and softball are great. I like the all-black softball uniforms. But black pants in baseball just does not work for me. If they were the same kind of off-white eggshell color all the way down and a black hat, maybe I could get behind them. Maybe. Maybe. I, I really don't like them. And you have the TX logo and the Panther Eagle. Uh, it just... I don't know. And, and maybe I do need to do some more research. I read the little excerpts they had on it today, but... To me, a uniform should look good without having to be explained why it's cool. It should just look cool. And then the other stuff should be bonus. But if it's only cool because of what you read about it, what, what are we, nerds? Or baseball fans, huh? Oh, man. I, I just, I do not know about it. All right. Uh, this texture dreams of running a marathon. Sounds like a nightmare to me. Uh, overreaction Monday. Uh, the Boston Marathon. Patriots Day there in Boston. Uh, overreaction Monday, I'm going to try to get a marathon in before I turn 35, which is 390 days from now. That's my overreaction today. We'll see what happens. Overreaction Monday, college baseball umps have too much power and too short a fuse. You could stop at baseball umps have too much power and a short fuse. That situation in Florida... If a pitcher can't scream coming off the mound anymore, what is he supposed to do? It didn't even look like the pitcher in Florida said any words. It was just a, a scream, a caveman yell. If a baseball player can't be a meathead, what is he supposed to be? I want energy. I want screaming. I want a guy stomping off the mound. Two steps toward the other dugout and then turning back to his. If you can't take that, that's on you. 
I don't know when's the last time I saw a, a benches clearing brawl, like legit brawl in college baseball. Now they happen every once in a while, but it's not like they were overabundant last year and you're trying to correct that or keep it from happening. It's ridiculous. No reason to throw a, guy, a pitcher out for screaming. No reason. Now, if he says a magic word, okay. But there should be like a three-warning system before you just toss a guy. Because now that guy misses four games in a series. A full series. Unless they have two midweeks, which you rarely do, you won't have that guy for a full series. How does that help anybody? I'm surprised that the batter who responded from Florida with a home run and a stiff walk around the bases back to the dugout where the whole dugout's out didn't get thrown out as two for showing up the umpire. Back to the text line on the City Connect jersey. If it had white pants instead of black, it would be way better. I agree. Uh, really more annoyed that they dropped the Reds for these. Yeah, they're wearing them on the 21st. I think that's Friday when they wear the Reds. So, yeah. Here's the Rangers overreaction as promised, Rob. Rangers have the ability to win the West this year. No telling if they'll actually do it, but it's completely possible. Don't sleep on the boys from Arlington. Rob, the unis aren't great, but the logo is amazing. And he says, I'm down with 90% of your takes, but the take on the hat is atrocious. It looks like a gas station hat. It's just a big TX. I'm going to go, I'll go find, look, I'll go find four gas station hats. I'll find three gas station hats and the City Connect hat and put them all in a tweet and see which one people thinks not the gas station hat. They're all the same. I will go find four legitimate TX gas station hats, three, and then one, the City Connect jersey, and see if you tell me any different. I'll try to do it before the show's over. Hard to hard to do the solo show and uh, Google gas station hats. If I can't do it during the show, I'll do it after the show. But I I I stand by it. Now again, would I wear it? Probably. <laughs> I probably would. I don't know that I would buy it because it's uh, 40 bucks. but if somebody bought me that for my birthday or uh, Christmas or something or just as a friend, I would probably wear it around. Like, I'm not ashamed to, to wear it, but it, it would not be something that I bought on my own accord. I don't think. Maybe I'll like it. And, and again, th this is just like... They're just putting them out there. They're just showing it right. It's just on uh, like a batter in the, the studio. Or it's on a table in the studio. Maybe it'll look better on the field. I reserve the right to change my opinion when they go out there on April 21st. But 
man, the initial reaction I had was pretty visceral that I did not like them. It mellowed a little bit after I really looked at them, but I just, I, I'm not a fan. And, and we can, hey, we can be different. We can do that and still be friends. But that gas station hat, I will not change my opinion on. All right, let's take the break. We've got more overreactions coming. Some Texas Tech baseball ones. I've got my own Rangers overreactions as well. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Welcome back. Rob Rocher, Talk Worthy Point Nine News, Money Sports Overreaction Monday. You can text your overreactions in 806 855 3712. Overreaction from me Ryan Free should get a chance to start on a weekend. And uh, Ryan Free has not allowed a run since March 28th at New Mexico. Over the last 10 and two-thirds innings against TCU, North Dakota State, Stanford, and Oklahoma, the junior has allowed zero runs, six hits, struck out 14 batters, three walks. Now, generally, I want to keep relievers relievers. I do. Uh, I think it's important to have roles, defined roles. But this weekend, you saw Mason Molina move to Friday and not do well. Girton was good out of the pen. I think that's his role. I think if you can find an opener and then have Girton out of the pen, let him see the game and come in, I think that's going to be good for him. But looking at Ryan Free and what he did this weekend, he seems right like he's fairly extended. And if you look at some of his outings, uh, against Western Illinois, two innings, but 52 pitches. Some more highs, 31, 28, 35. And then he had a stretch where he went uh, 15 pitches, 4 pitches, 18 pitches, 20 pitches, 22, 17, 25. Through 25 against New Mexico. And then against TCU, he threw 61 pitches in three full innings. North Dakota State, 17 in an inning. Stanford, 1 and 2 thirds, 36 pitches. Then against Oklahoma, 5 innings, 9 strikeouts, 66 pitches. And maybe it's just another opportunity for an opener, and then you put in Ryan Free early. Like, just get a guy who can pitch once through the lineup. Jacob Rogers. Let's say you give Jacob Rogers one trip through the lineup, and then at whatever point that is, you put Free in and say, all right, Free, you get 70 pitches. And that's your starter, the combo. You move Molina back to Saturday and just say, hey, get you what you get you. And then Friday, you find some other opener and piggyback him. It's Trenton Parrish, because Trenton Parrish has pitched well. You go Trenton Parrish and Girton. Trenton Parrish as deep as possible. Girton the rest. 
Then you have Beckel and whoever else available. Or you do that on Saturday and you pitch Beckel when you can, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is. The overreaction, though, is that Ryan Free should be in a prominent position in your bullpen. If it's every Saturday, it's every Saturday. Do you have to figure out an option? And maybe Parrish and Free is the group, is the guy. And Free's just the first guy out of the bullpen after Parrish. But it seems to me that if you could match up Free with somebody else who's not quite as good, and then let Parrish pitch maybe back on Sundays where you can have a guy who's going to give you a chance on a, a Sunday to pitch more than three innings of quality baseball or at least have the fortitude to bounce back after a rough inning, which he did really, really well against TCU. You know, it is it is what it is at that point. Now, I'm not freaking out about this pitching staff. I'm not. I think you have a lot of good arms. You just need to find some roles where guys are good. I think you have two pitchers who have pitched over the last week in Rodgers and Dax where those two guys are kind of coming up and they are trending in the right way. And if they can extend their roles, yes, I understand Jacob Rogers left a couple of pitches out in the middle of the plate and Oklahoma smashed them. But if you're talking about a circle of trust, Girton out of the bullpen, I'm all in. Beckel out of the bullpen, all in. Free out of the bullpen, all in. Parrish is a starter, all in. Bridges struggled this weekend. I still have him as in the mix. And there are some other guys that I think have pitched well. Kyle Robinson is a guy who's pitched well lately. You have to have more from Molina. And I think with, you know, two bullpen appearances from Girton, you're starting to get a sense that he's just a guy who needs to see a couple of innings and see how the game's going before he comes in. Or maybe if he knows he only needs to go four innings and he's not worried about going seven, that changes his mentality. Some guys are just better knowing they don't have to go the full game. But the overreaction here is that Free needs an extended role. And if that's as an opener or as a a kind of a starter paired with an opener, like I think Girton needs to be, or if it's, I don't know, an opportunity where you have free starting and then have the the full complement of your bullpen on a Saturday to, to back him up. Or maybe you let him go on Friday Friday night. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not Tim Tadlock. I don't have to make that decision. Thank God. But I do know that Tim Tadlock messed around with the lineup quite a bit for about two weeks, and I think has settled on this with Ty Coleman batting second and DHing. I think you'll see that more. Austin Green going down in the lineup, finding some success. Cash mashing where he is. Bazell, one of the best Big 12 hitters in Big 12 play. Your best Big 12 hitter. Nolan Hester has been really good in Big 12 play. Gavin Cash has been the best power hitter in Big 12 play. Bazell leads the Big 12 in doubles. You just have to get the pitching right. This offense is good enough to be in Omaha. It is. And I think you had good enough pitching to win a regional. You just have to figure out the puzzle of putting everybody in the right role. And it's been hard this year. Now, you need Molina to bounce back. You do. And maybe he bounces back as the Sunday guy with less pressure. If you can win Friday and Saturday, that relieves a lot. Hey, just go out and throw, man. Or if you say, hey, Molina, you've got three innings. Do what you can do in three innings. If you're pitching well, we'll leave you in. If not, we're prepared to not have you throw more than three. I don't know if that helps or hurts, but the overreaction here is that Free has been really, really good and I think can be a guy in either long relief or as a starter with an opener or as a starter by himself can really help this pitching staff down the stretch. With four more Big 12 series, if you could get five or six innings out of free every weekend, you're going to be a lot, lot better. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more overreactions, back to the text line, and more. It's the Rob Rose Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. Rob Rose Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. The Texas Rangers won a series against the Houston Astros. The Rays lost two games over the weekend. They're, they're now 14 and 2. 14 and 2! It's pretty crazy. 10 0 at home, 4 and 2 on the road, but still, 4 and 2 is 4 and 2. The Blue Jays got him the first time. And the Rangers, 9-6. and six. Very good start, I think, for the Rangers. Uh, the Mariners, flat out, 8-8. Eight and eight. The Angels, 7-8. and eight. The Astros, 7-9. and nine. The Athletics, 3-13. and 13. If the Rangers can just be 9-6 and six every 15 games, they'll be fine. If they could be nine and six every other fifteen games, 
I think they'll be fine. Uh, I, you, you know, the health of the pitching staff is going to be what makes or breaks this season. If you can have these five guys all year, or you know, not miss too many starts, maybe give a veteran day off to Degrom in the in the heat of the summer, or you know, put the roof up every day game in Texas in the summer. Uh, I think if it's above what eighty eight, they put the roof up. Do it all the time. Every single game. Never make these guys pitch in the heat. Control what you can control at home. The health is important for this pitching staff. And again, if you look at this schedule, Royals, Athletics, Reds, Yankees, through the end of April, I think you're in a pretty good position. I really do. Now, the Yankees are a good team, obviously, and that's a four-game set, I believe. The Reds are 6-9, and nine, not starting good. The A's, I just said, were 3-13. and 13, And the Royals are the Royals at 4-12. and 12. You should be able to win every series and split against the Yankees. Should. And if you can do that, through the end of April, I will be upping my win total projection at the end of April. On May 1st, if the Rangers win every series in the next two weeks, I will move up my win total projection by probably about five games. Right now I have them at 500, over 80 and a half. That's my projection right now. That was the preseason. I believed in this team. But if you can get through April with a series win over the Astros, a series win over the Oakland Athletics, a sweep would be better, a split against the Yankees, two series wins against the Royals, just doing what you can do against bad teams and the Reds as well, if you can just be better than bad teams and survive against teams like the Yankees and the Astros, you'll be 500 and you'll be punching for a legitimate playoff spot, in my opinion, a wild card, uh, legitimately. And it might be one of those weird play-in games or it could just be that you are winning the division. I don't know. We'll see how the Astros heat up here in June. I have no doubt that the Astros will finish stronger than they've started. They did it last year and won a ton of games in the back half and won the World Series. But they're hitting better this year than they started last year. About the same record. You know, through 15 games. You got a long season to go, but they also started rough last year. So I'm, I'm not worried about the Astros, or I guess I am worried about the Astros. Uh, but overreaction, I, I legitimately do believe the Texas Rangers will be in the mix to win the AL West. I do. Through, through, uh, through the All-Star break, for sure, they'll be in the mix. You know, within, within four games at the All-Star break. Within four games at the trade deadline. And I think you'll be in a position to make a move. And if you can, you should. 
If you need to go buy a closer, if you need to go buy a, a, a bullpen arm, if you need to buy an outfielder, I, I do think you're in a position now to start a window. I think the Texas Rangers in the last two years have done a better job rebuilding this roster than they did in the previous five. And I think you're in a position this year to make a serious run if you're not mortgaging your future for it. Because you have a lot of young guys as well. But if there's an opportunity to go get another young star under control or a guy you think you can re-sign and have an opportunity to make a legit chase this year and next year and the year after, I think you can do it. I do. I think this team put together well for the next four years. And I'm very excited about what they can do this year. And I I really do think they have an opportunity to finish April strong, which doesn't sound like a lot, but coming from where you've come from here with the Texas Rangers, to me, that does say a lot. Uh, Around the Big 12 this weekend, there was some surprises, let's say. Uh, Overreaction Monday... TCU lost a really bad series this weekend. Now, UNC Wilmington is not North Dakota. UNC Wilmington is not a really bad team that came in and got one from TCU. They're a pretty good team. That came in and beat TCU twice, Friday and Sunday. Not good for TCU and not good for the rest of the Big 12 as they try to keep up this RPI. Because the conference matters. Kansas State won a series against Kansas. West Virginia won a series against Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Texas won a series against Baylor. Then obviously you, Texas Tech, beating Oklahoma over the weekend. And if you look at the standings in the Big 12 now, you are kind of all right there together. Texas is 8-4 and four in the conference through 12 games. Kansas State a series ahead with 15 games. They are nine and six. TCU at seven and five in the conference. West Virginia five and four. Oklahoma State eight and seven. Texas Tech six and six. Texas Tech has Kansas State, West Virginia, Baylor, and Kansas left. Kansas and Baylor five and seven and five and ten, respectively, both struggling on the road. Let's just say you go five wins there. So that's 11 Big 12 wins. Can you win every series remaining? Could you get to 15 Big 12 wins? Texas still has to go on the road to TCU, which 
Obviously, this weekend they lost in Fort Worth, so it's not crazy to say that they'll lose another series in Fort Worth, especially to Texas. Kansas State still has to play the top half of the Big 12. West Virginia has played a couple of the top teams, but they still have to play Texas Tech and Texas. Overreaction Monday, there is a lot of space and movement here for Texas Tech to finish in the top three of the Big 12. In fact, I would go as far to say as it would be a disappointment for me if you didn't finish in the top three of the Big 12. If at 6-6 six and six you don't finish with at least 15 Big 12 wins, I would be frustrated. And man, wouldn't you love to have Beckel for one of those stupid Texas games to not give up the walk-off. If Beckel could have closed down one of those games and you were sitting here at 7-5 and five, with a series win over TCU and Oklahoma State, you'd be in a really good position. Really good position. Right now, you're just in a decent position. Now, if you can sweep Baylor and Kansas at home and get to 16 Big 12 wins, I think there's a path for you to be in the conversation of the top two Big 12 teams. And maybe even an opportunity to co the championship. Texas still has Oklahoma at TCU at Kansas. Then they get West Virginia. They're at eight wins. So you're technically two games back through 12 at Texas, and Texas beats you three times. And right now, that's the difference in you finishing first or co-champion is going to be that sweep in Austin. In my opinion, because I think you have a really good opportunity here to finish this out. Hey, Rob, hope you had a good weekend. This is from the text line. Mine was really busy. I'm wiped. Yeah, you uh, you did have a busy weekend. Uh, my overreaction is that Grant McCaslin is terrible for letting a player from a 5-13 and Big 12 team who averaged 10 points a game enter the portal. Where else will we find talent like that? That's from Grande Pollo. Let's talk about the overreaction on Overreaction Monday when we come back. There was a lot of overreaction last night from the Twitter sphere. Uh, let's let's do some therapy here when we come back. Uh, Rob's therapy hour when we come back. Overreaction Monday. It's Rob Bro Show Talk One Three Point Nine News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rose Show, Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. The National Rating Index for the 2023 NCAA Division I Men's Outdoor Track and Field lists Texas Tech as number two in the country, just behind Arkansas in front of Tennessee, Alabama, and Florida. SEC. SEC. Pretty good standings there. 
I uh, do want to talk about Jalen Tyson. And we talked about it at the end of the Raiderland, and, and we talked about it at the beginning of the Raiderland. And we'll talk about it again now. I just... Jalen Tyson is a very good college basketball player. No doubt about it. And he flashed great basketball player at times this year. And I thought he finished really strong. In the comeback against Iowa State at home, I thought he sparked it with strong defense, along with Lamar Washington. But I also know that we talked about a lack of leadership all season long on the roster, and he was one of the guys we tried to look at and say, is he a leader? We looked at Kevin O'Banner. We looked at some of the older guys. As technically a redshirt freshman listed sophomore on the roster, he was one of the older players just by default that had been here for a year, a half a year, previous to this season. You kind of looked at him as a guy who should have stepped up as a leader. And as a blanket statement, I say this all the time, if a guy enters the portal before a new coach gets here, that guy just wants to leave. If a guy enters the portal after a new coach comes into town, it is probably fairly mutual. I have no doubt that Jalen Tyson enjoyed being a Red Raider. And if all was even in the world and you lived in a vacuum, Jalen Tyson would probably return. The problem is the world is not lived in a vacuum. And the, the world is not lived even. And it was probably a really tough conversation between McCasland and Tyson that led to this. Now, I, I'm not aware of the inner workings. I wasn't in the room. But this certainly feels like a situation where there is a certain amount of mutual parting of ways here. Whether that system... Whether that's what McCaslin heard, whether that's what McCaslin saw on tape, whether that's the conversation that Tyson McCaslin had one on one, there are a lot of factors. And the problem is in today's college basketball, Regardless of the free transfer rule, everybody's on a one-year contract. And if they think they can be in a better situation, they'll leave. It's as simple as that. Nobody's tied. Nobody's stuck. Nobody's long-term. Am I worried about Grant McCasland? On April 17th, 2023, no. Am I apprehensive that a staff has not been filled out? Yes, kind of. Growing apprehension for sure. 
But does one player make a roster? No. Does one player warrant the amount of freakout that was seen last night on Texas Tech Twitter? No. He doesn't. The phrase, trust the process, is way overused. And I don't know if McCasson will be successful or not. But I will give Grant McCaslin a long, long leash this offseason to clean house and create his own culture because, quite frankly, you had too much Chris Beard over the last two years still in the program. You did. And like it or not, Tyson was connected to that. He's a kid committed to Texas Tech under Beard, left to go to Texas, and then immediately came back. And I think that's why so many people feel a strong connection to him. Is Tyson a quality Big 12 player? Yes. Was he part of a rudderless ship that went 5-13 and in Big 12 play last year? Yes. Do I want him back at Texas Tech? Yes. Am I freaking out that he's entered the portal? No. I'm not. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. You can react however you want to. But it is just kind of funny to me that people allow college sports to control their emotions like they do sometimes. And I know Twitter is a place where feelings get exaggerated and either you tweet some things that you don't really think to just get a reaction or you have a thousand people tweet something and it feels like the whole fan base, but you have 300,000 living alumni, so a thousand is a really small number. But my overreaction, I guess, in response to the overreaction yesterday on Twitter was, I'm not worried at all. At all. One player does not make a team, especially in McCaslin's system. All right. That's the show. That was Overreaction Monday. We'll have more tomorrow on a Tuesday. Got about two weeks left in April. I think we'll probably have an announcement for you next Monday. We'll have some, it'll be a really good overreaction show next Monday. Let's say that. We got a full week of shows before then. Let's have a strong week. I hope you all have a great week. And remember, Mondays are one-seventh of your life. Don't waste them being miserable. It's the Rob Bro Show. Raiderland tomorrow, 11 a.m. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. We'll see you then.
The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.